2: Hello.
1: Hi, what's your name?
2: Uh, my name's John.
1: What's up, John? How's life?
2: Uh, I'm living the dream. Um, how are you doing, Gek?
1: Ooh, what's the dream?
2: Oh, I'm, uh, I'm studying geology right now. I, uh, I used to be in the U.S. Army, and uh, I get paid to uh, look at rocks.
1: Has that always been your dream to look at rocks?
2: Uh no. Um not really. Um just a preface and I don't want to be rude. I was esoteric bush in the chat which you might have noticed. Um I uh have seen many of your um edited podcasts, but this was the first live stream that I uh Called into and I uh, wanted to talk to you
1: for those who are currently listening to the edited podcast to give some context. And I don't actually remember why, but um, I yelled at you in the chat. You you chatted something and I yelled at you for what you chatted. Uh,
2: I said something to the the effect of um, you sound like you're saying something that you're actually saying about yourself.
1: Oh, I don't know why I was lying Witch. to you. I don't know why I yelled at you, but we can, we can move um, past that.
2: Yeah, I apologize. And I, I meant no offense. I, uh, this is my first live stream. Um, I, uh, I wanted to, uh, talk to you about a couple of things. Um, mainly substance abuse. Uh, and I wanted to tell a story
1: Okay. Do you want to tell the story first, or is the substance abuse related to the story? Uh,
2: I, I think the substance abuse is preliminary to the story. Um, okay, let's hear it. Growing up, I, uh, my mother was a hoarder, and um, she was very neglectful of me. Uh, she my father was around but he worked uh, 12 hour shifts he was never around. Um, and starting around the age of 12 or 13, she started giving me hydrocodone uh, unprompted. She would just like put a pill in my hand and um, tell me to take it. And, uh, that went on for a few months and, uh, after a while I became physically addicted to it and she would, um, entice me to do chores around the house by saying, if you do this, I'll give you a hydro. Um, this worked. The way up to um, OxyContin. She started giving me oxies around the age of 16. Uh, I remember I would uh, dig through her bag and uh, she, she had like three bags that she constantly carried with her. Uh, she had like two purses and her medicine bag. And she had a bag full of medicine. Um, and she entrusted me with the medicine bag because she had never caught me going through it. She'd caught my father going through it because, um, she would do the same thing to my father. Um, and l- let me know if I'm going on too long.
1: No, you um, to, just say whatever you want. Um, so, uh...
2: I became heavily addicted to opiates at a, like, mid-teenager age. Um, I started stealing them from her and dealing them at my high school. That's the thing I'm actually least proud about. Uh, I only did that twice. Um, And eventually, one day, I OD'd. Uh, I didn't die uh, it was a mild OD and um, I, uh, I remember thinking that I was about to die and I was cool with it like I wasn't even worried I was like yeah I'm about to die that's fine and then I woke up uh, that's when I swore off Uh, opiates I didn't let her give me any more opiates after that I refused them Uh, I had seizures Um, after that I started smoking copious amounts of weed Uh, uh, at the age of 18 It was about three months after I turned 18, I moved in with my older half-brother. He was 19 years old when I was born. Uh, My mother was 41 when she had me. Uh, I moved in with him. He was also abusive, albeit less so, and in a different way. He was more so physically abusive and I was the only other, uh, really male in that household that posed any threat to him and he would, uh, antagonize me. Um, fortunately I was bigger than him. So it was more so just depressing and stressful. I, um moved back to my hometown in louisiana at the age of 19 stayed there for six months uh joined the army i was in the army for four years and i uh became an alcoholic there i um became an alcoholic because that's just what you do in the army I remember I had a um, military ball where I was on uh, flag duty, flag guard, uh, color guard. Excuse me, it was color guard, and I was holding the American colors, and um, I was so drunk on uh, returning the colors that I um, I stabbed the um, the spade. Of the American colors into the ceiling above, and we had drywall rain down upon us, and everybody just laughed because they thought it was just a mistake, but it was actually because I was drunk. Um, ever since then, I've um, struggled with alcoholism. I uh, there's a time where I uh, was prescribed opiates when I was in the army I took some and uh I remembered the way that I felt and I flushed the rest down the toilet which I know is not good practice I but it was just immediate it was an immediate reaction um uh continuing onwards I uh I um studying college right now. Um, This is my last semester. Um, And I mean, I guess the main impetus for this story is, um, (laughs) I had uh, been single for four years at the age of um, 26. I had a girlfriend, a long-term girlfriend in the army. Actually, I, I had a fiancé in the Army um, that I'd been with for a year and a half. Um, we broke up because their family didn't like me, and I was an alcoholic. Um, I had a, um, a long-term girlfriend, two-year-long girlfriend, whom uh, we broke up with less because of my alcoholism and more because we moved apart. Um, I was actually in a good place at that time. Uh, I went to college and uh, for some reason, I started drinking um, to an extreme amount because um, my very second semester was when COVID began. I started college in um, the uh, fall semester of 2019. And then COVID began in March of 2020, so on and so forth. i have been single up until that time. I met a um, woman that had been 10 years older than me on Discord on a comedy server that I was absolutely smitten with. And this had nothing to do with... um,
1: what? Can I, uh, what kind of? What kind of comedy server?
2: A uh, comedy podcast server.
1: Okay,
2: I don't want to be too specific.
1: That's all right. All right. So you met this woman on the. On the comedy yeah, podcast. Yeah, and this
2: this display. is all leading up to like basically the most embarrassing moment in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh. <laughs> I met this woman on a comedy Discord server, podcast Discord server, and um, I flew out to California to go meet her, and um, the first two days went outstanding. We were talking about getting married, and this, this was way too soon, but it was...
1: How long had you how long had you insane. been talk how long had you been talking with this woman before you two met?
2: About a year. Okay. It was it, it was, was stupid. It okay. was, no, I admit. It was very very stupid and it was foolish on my part. But here's the kicker. Um on the third day when I was supposed to wake up early to um take a Uber to the airport I woke up and there was sun beaming in through the uh, like the blinds and I immediately knew I fucked up and it was too late I checked my phone it was 530 uh 5 30 was the exact minute my flight took off and then i noticed something i had been drinking bud light with her the night prior and i was wet and i realized i had pissed myself um i pissed myself and i I found her um, awake in her guest room. She was furious at me. And um, I spent the rest of the day trying to make amends. Uh, I cleaned everything up. I, uh, I tried to um, make her dinner um i tried to do everything i could and um she told me after i had basically fixed everything and she said that um she was okay with uh me and i kind of buried the lead um the night prior i uh I made a, um, she she, like trauma dumped on me and uh, then I trauma dumped on her and I cried in front of her and she told me that she could never be with me because I cried in front of her. Um, So simultaneously I'm asking like, how do I deal with substance abuse and how do I handle like a statement like that like I I, I I don't know what to think about it and I don't know how much I know I have some a large amount of guilt because I fucked a lot of things up but her main point wasn't that I got too drunk it was that I cried in front of her
1: Was I'm sorry, I know that's a lot. Hey, man. You're all good. You're all good. All right. All right. This... Was this the first time you'd gotten drunk in a long time?
2: Uh, at that time? Yeah. Yeah, I had been sober for a while. Um, I remember... She, um picked me up from the airport. And our um, very first thing that we did was we went to a Trader Joe's because I said that I wanted to cook for her. I wanted to make her jambalaya. And um, she knew I had been sober for a while. And I immediately saw while I was there that she bought, like, whiskey and, like, cut water, margarita cut water. And I was um, nervous about it. And we got there and she said, like, like you're on vacation, let loose. And I'm not blaming her because ultimately it was my own, um, inability to remain sober. Um, but I, uh, I just thought I'm going to have a good time. And then I, uh, I didn't realize how much of my tolerance I had lost and, um, I was an idiot.
1: How long ago was this?
2: Uh this was in May of last year.
1: May of last year. Okay, so about uh, May twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three. okay. Um and you're twenty seven, right? Yeah. Okay. Um so you said, how do I deal with that statement, right?
2: Yeah, that and it, it, it's a two-part combination because I know I told you my little backstory. I, in combination, I don't know how to handle moving on past that statement. And I don't know how to handle life remaining sober again because i um
1: so let's tackle this one thing at a time because the substance abuse thing is a uh uh whole other issue yeah that i uh certainly do not have a full answer for, but I'm down to okay. talk it through. That I, well, I not. But I'm down to talk about it. I'm down to talk about it with okay. you. But well, uh, I'm let's start sorry, with. This, but 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 let's let's start with the first one. And you said, "How do I deal with that statement?" So I mean, I have a ton of thoughts about that statement. But first, I want to understand your interpretation. I want to understand how that made you feel. And 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 she and this is, you know, many months ago. And it still sounds. It still stings, and you're still embarrassed by it, and you still feel it. Um, and I want. I, and I. And I just want to. And before I give you my thoughts, I want to know why, and I want to know what your reactions to that that statement are about her saying that she couldn't love you because you cried.
2: I would say at first it made me. It made me feel worthless, like. Mm-hmm it made me feel like i could never it was always a fear of mine yeah like i like my ex fiance i had a long-term girlfriend i cried in front of both of them Mm -hmm. and they never brought it up Mm -hmm. but i was always scared that they viewed me lesser because of it and I'm, Mm i'm i'm not some stalwart bastion of masculinity like I I I know when to hold down the fort for lack of a better term but like I I I, to me that's part of a relationship is that Mm -hmm. you can be emotional with one another and um I was always scared that you couldn't be because you were viewed as being non-masculine. But no, I, um, so that was always a fear of mine. It was just a lingering fear and no woman had ever mentioned that to me. And then suddenly, uh, um, I know it sounds weird, but this woman was, much older than me, and she was very attractive. And she was, like, in, um... She wasn't famous herself, but she was friends with, like, celebrities. I, I know that sounds stupid, and but she was, like, prestigious. And she had taken a liking to me. And... I had such a high regard for her that when I heard her say that, it just totally demolished my self-worth. Um, almost a year from now, I realized that, no, no, she uh, she's not a good person because I've mm-hmm. seen other instances of her behavior harming others, but... Mm-hmm. It's still lingering, you know?
1: hmm Hey, folks, this is Lyle. I am very excited to announce that I am going back on tour in 2024 to do Therapy Gecko Live all across the country. If you've never been to one of my live shows before, they are extremely fun, unpredictable, wild evenings that involve a mix of group Gecko therapy sessions as well as some material and presentations from myself. And if you've been to the show before, I have new presentations and will, of course, be interviewing new people. If you're a fan of the podcast, you're going to have a great time at the live show, so I hope to see you guys there. Go to tour.com or check the link in the episode description for a full list of cities where tickets are available. Also, if you don't see your city on the list of cities, please still click the link and RSVP with your phone number so I can contact you when tickets go on sale for your city because I'm going to announce a bunch more dates very soon. Geck bless. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy, with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you. And you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars that's the code gecko for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars pick more pick less it's that easy John i, I uh, I've I have I have so much that I want to say and I'm trying to find the right way to properly express it to you um first and foremost. Uh, In a relationship, like a like, especially somebody who is like, "Hey, let's fucking get married." Yeah. Um. You know, if you're gonna, if you're, if somebody loves you, you know (laughs) that that sharing of of your emotions purely and openly is mm-hmm. is necessary you know this idea that you're in a relationship with somebody that you love and you trust and they're your person and you can't cry in front of them that's wild that's wild and i don't know what's up with this woman i don't know why she said that to you and i think it's mean it's really mean ...to goad somebody... ...into... ...an emotional exchange... ...and then look down upon them... ...for opening up. And I think... ...in a relationship... ...you got... ...you you try as hard as you can... ...to be open and vulnerable... ...emotionally. And the idea that... ...that... ...you would try to hide that from somebody who claims they love you is wild, man. And so... I know that this is... not gonna be a band-aid, but if you're asking me, I I just want you to rewire your brain to unlearn whatever low self-esteem this woman... Has given you because it's from a, it's not from a real place. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I um, I you think shouldn't that ever if I had... you
1: shouldn't ever feel like you can't cry or like you can't. Life is so fucking short, John. You shouldn't ever feel I like agree. you like you can't express yourself. Like, you can't express your emotions to somebody that you love and trust. And if you feel like you can't, then that person doesn't love you. You know?
2: Right. I, no, I, I don't know. And and, I, and that's I, not,
1: I, and John, and John, and, and please, dear, please, if you can get anything out of this phone call, like, dude, please don't. I don't know if this is how you're thinking, but please don't let this be a knock to your self-esteem. Please don't run around thinking, oh, I'm not a man because I cried or, oh, I fucked that up, you know, or, right. or and don't, like, just I, don't, I, 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 do you, I don't know if you, I don't know if that's how you're feeling, but just like, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can get you to not feel that way by saying this, but like, don't feel that way.
2: I understand where you're coming from. And I agree with you. But there's like a difference between. Like. Knowing something. And realizing something.
1: What do you mean by that? What does that mean?
2: Like I know. In my heart of hearts. That. I'm not lesser. Because of that. But like I don't realize that like I still feel lesser than and it's hard getting. That's been the hardest thing in my life. Like I've mentioned it like I know alcohol is bad for me. I know I should quit drinking. But getting to that point where like I'm capable of realizing that it's just so difficult because I, for, I I can make excuses
1: do, so I can, do we, I I'm mean do so, me a favor for, for a second if we take the alcohol out of it and we just focus on like the self-esteem part, why do you mm-hmm. feel lesser then
2: I don't because I had invested so much in her uh-huh I and this sounds stupid. Um, she was one of the only organic relationships that I had. Uh And what I mean by that is that uh, even though we had met online, it wasn't through a dating app. Um, Practically every woman I've been with has been through a dating app.
1: This Um, was
2: just a woman mm -hmm. who liked me.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. And, you know, there's no shame in in this answer, whatever it is, if you want to share it. But why do you feel like you invested so heavily in this woman? What were you, what was driving that investment? What did you feel like she was going to help you with or fill in your life that caused you to invest so heavily?
2: I thought that because she was older than me. I would somehow feel compelled to get my shit together. Um, Yeah. And and this sounds stupid, but I knew that she had wanted kids, and she was 36. I was 26, and I thought, well, if I'm going to be with this woman, I have to get my shit together now and um I was thinking that well if I invest myself in this woman I could have like some reason to live Mm -hmm. like very soon Mm -hmm. um which I know sounds silly
1: so John I just want want, want to stop you real quick because you keep saying um this sounds stupid. This sounds silly. And when you say that stuff, it, it, like, a lot of the, a, a major theme. I'm playing armchair therapist. A major theme I'm picking up in our conversation is this, like, shame over vulnerability, right? Like, you, you like, especially, like, you know, you shared yourself to this woman and she called you out for crying. And that causes, like, oh, I feel ashamed of, feeling this way and and so you 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 like preamble your statements by i know this sounds silly i know this sounds stupid um because you're like and i just want i just want to tell you and i don't i just want to tell you you don't have to feel ashamed of your feelings this is just this is just your truth man you know what i mean this is that this is your truth it is what it is be, you can be open about it. You can share it without having to to hate yourself for having felt the way that you felt. Like you don't have to hate yourself. You don't have to think you suck because you yeah felt this way. I, uh, you know, so you don't have to keep saying this sounds silly. This sounds stupid. I know it's ridiculous. This is it's just the truth, man. It's just how you felt, and you don't have to beat yourself up about it. Um, yeah. No, so I hope no, I hope like you understand I, that.
2: No, like, when I was a kid, like, when I've gotten better about doing this individually, like, I would always say that I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I would say I'm sorry for, um, like, somebody would say, oh, like, I missed lunch, and I would say I'm sorry. Or, like, somebody would say, like, oh, you misunderstood me. I'm sorry. Um, so, I think... I've stopped doing that, and I think that's been the natural evolution of that. <laughs> it's just like I preclude right. all of my statements by saying like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like my feelings are legitimate. And um, that I uh, should be more intellectual. I, I, I think I... I don't want to sound autistic as shit, but it's just like... I try to function entirely, like, intellectually. And I just forget that, like, I have feelings. And, like, when I have feelings that mm-hmm. counteract... What I know... I, I just... I preamble.
1: So, so I mean, so... Okay, so just to go back to, like... um. You felt an investment in this woman because you felt like it would compel you to get your shit together.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Listen, man. I, I here's the thing. I, I'm I'm no addiction specialist. I'm not a spe- I'm a dude in a gecko costume. I don't know anything about any of this shit about the psychology of it. I don't. hmm But I have a pretty solid. Gander of the idea. And by the way. I'm no uh, master at understanding this concept. I'm really not. But I know it's there. And I know it's proven itself to be there time and time again in my own life. And I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. But the getting your... You're never... You're never going to be compelled to get your shit relying on other people right to get your shit together is, is not going to work even if they're great you know i mean other yeah. people can be helpful but at the end of the day you, you know you, you you you're responsible for like solving your own problem and so, right. I, I, and so all this stuff, and I think all this stuff is good because it puts the agency back in your hands. And I hope you understand <laughs> that, and I hope you feel empowered by that. Because the agency is back in your hands, right? Nothing that this woman has said or done to you can stop you from getting your own life together. You know, right?
2: You're right, and,
1: and 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 you should feel really good about having that agency in your in your hands. You should feel happy about that, and you should feel optimistic about that.
2: Yeah. Do you? No. I I don't know.
1: Let me ask I, you this, just... and and. and well, how often are you drinking these days? And by the way, I don't know shit about alcoholism and all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm down to talk talk it through with you a little bit. How often are you drinking?
2: I, uh, every other day.
1: You ever been to AA? No. You never been to AA? No. You should go to AA. I've been to, I've been to, um, I've been to OA before. I've been to a few A's. And, um, they're, 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 they're good stuff. You should give it a try.
2: Yeah, I've just always been kind of weary about the, like, culty.
1: No, 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 shit. no. It's really, it's, re- I'm not fucking religious. Um, No, it's, uh uh, it's not. Particularly, it's not like religious or anything. It's really just a room full of people who have the same problem as you. Which is incredibly helpful.
2: Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. I know I've dragged on my call for way too long.
1: John, Uh, you're all good. If I wanted to hang up on you, I would have. But I've been enjoying talking to you about this stuff
2: yeah well thank you um before i go can i tell a mildly inappropriate story from the army
1: yeah i guess i just before you do that i i don't know man i know i'm not a real therapist and i know that uh, one phone call is not going to change your life but like yeah dude is there any thing else in this situation that you wanted to talk through or any other way, like I, I can, I can just there, as there a, as another an human aspect. being on the earth, I can can be helpful to you over the phone.
2: Uh, there's an additional aspect to this story that I don't feel comfortable talking about on like a live stream. All right, uh, I'll let you take that as you will, um, and that was in conjunction with that woman. Um, she trauma dumped on me i trauma dumped on her i'll let you guess what i dumped on her because i didn't mention it um i am mostly okay now mainly because my mother is dead Mm -hmm. um so i uh that was like a lot of release of tension. Um, beyond that, uh, I don't know. You know, John, just
1: Would you? And I'll just. Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want to keep bothering you. I really don't. Um, I have a lot of. By the way, I just want. I want you to know. I. I, I uh, tying back into the the theme of of of. Or uh, one of the themes of this whole call is I appreciate you being, uh, you know, open and honest and vulnerable about all this stuff. And I don't Mm -hmm. think you should stop doing that. And I don't think you should feel shamed for doing that. But I want to ask you this, and I won't bother you again about it, but would you consider, you know, seeing a a specialist of some kind or at least going to AA or or doing like making some kind of you saw a specialist?
2: Uh, I, I saw a specialist. I saw like four while I was in the Army. Um, the only guy that uh, actually helped me out at all was um, a dude that <laughs> he admitted to doing acid to me. What? And his No, like he was a therapist and he was like, I, I've done acid. And I was like, I've done acid too. And, um, we talked about it at length and we just talked about being on acid for entire first, like meeting. And then I trusted him entirely after that. Um, was he helpful because, in helping
1: you with the alcohol?
2: Uh, it was actually less extreme at that point. And I wasn't open about my alcoholism while I was in the army, because mm-hmm. being open about alcoholism in the army, I I had a clearance. I don't want to say what kind, but if I had even mentioned having, you know, al- like a clearance and mentioning alcoholism, I would have lost my job. So I never talked about it.
1: Um, right. So well <laughs> I, i'm I'm rooting for you, man. Whatever you decide to do, I'm rooting for you.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. I uh well, thanks, man. I know I probably took up a significant amount of your uh podcast time.
1: Nah, I don't it's give nothing. a fuck. What, what what was anyone else going to talk about? You know, someone is you you. <laughs> I would rather lis- listen to you than someone telling me about you know pooping their pants for the thirtieth fucking time. So you're no apologies necessary. Um, uh, did you you wanted to tell a story real quick before we go?
2: Yeah, it's mildly inappropriate. You can just hang up on me if uh, if it, like it's nothing gory or violent. It's Funny and shameful. Um, uh, when I was in the army, I uh, I was an officer's driver. I was 20 years old, and I was um, driving this captain around like for uh, three weeks straight. I was never out of his sight, and um, I eventually, after two weeks. Being a nubile 20 year old, I, uh, my ball started to hurt really fucking bad from like lack of use and, uh, driving a Humvee because I had barely any cushioning and I was sitting down all the time. Uh, stop me if I'm going in a weird direction. This is just the funny
1: anonymous story. Now go ahead and finish. Uh,
2: um, So I decide that I had, I had to jerk off. Like it wasn't a matter of like pleasure. It was like a biological necessity because it hurt so fucking bad. So I lied to this captain. I told him I was going to go take a shit behind a sand dune. In reality, I walked out like 200 meters and I walked out behind the sand dune in the deserts of El Paso. And I sat down and found this perfect shrine of sin. And I rubbed one out. I squoze my hog. And as soon as I was done, the sound registered to me like a fucking lawnmower. And I pull up my trousers real quick. And I do a 360 and search of the sound to no avail. I can't find it. I give up and I go back to my little come throne. And I sit back down and I sit down. I look up. There's a quadcopter up there with its camera pointed directly at me. So, somewhere in the government archives, it's a drone video of me jacking off in the middle of the desert.
1: John, I think um, I think you should write a memoir, man. Well, thank you. I uh,
2: <laughs> I uh, I hope that story wasn't too
1: inappropriate. No, that story was perfect. Thank you for sharing that.
2: Okay, well, thank you for your time, Gek. This is my first time tuning into one of your streams. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day.
1: You too, man. I'm sorry I yelled at you in the chat earlier.
2: No, it's fine. I criticized you. It's okay.
1: Um, take care, John, and good luck. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye, bye. Man, jerking off in the middle of the desert, huh? I've jerked off in the middle of a field before, but never a desert. Maybe I should try that. I hope I hope, I hope that after that 45-minute phone call, that's not what I that's not like the only thing that I picked up, you know. I would hope I would hope that I uh thought about I would hope I got better takeaways from that phone call. I would hope we all got better takeaways from that phone call than I should jerk off in the desert. But you know what? If that's all you got, that's fine too. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Hello. Hey, what's up?
3: Oh hey. How's it going?
1: I'm gonna call you John.
3: John! Hey. It's me, John.
1: Would you, wa- you want what'd you wanna talk about today, dog?
3: Yeah, so I wrote I've uh Uh, You know, I've done, you know, some drugs here and there in my life. And, you know, I pretty much got past the the heavy phase and all that stuff. And I'm, you know, older now. But occasionally I, you know, look online and get something different. And I don't know what came over me, but I decided to try steroids. And uh, just on a whim. So, uh, like, it's a mild one. It's oral. And I started taking it five days ago. Uh, I don't work out. I eat junk food. I drink too much. Just to see what would happen. Is that weird? Like, I'm wondering, like, should I be concerned?
1: <laughs> you started taking steroids just for no reason?
3: Kind of, yeah.
1: How have the that been? I was like, will I,
3: will I get kind of, kind of ripped or whatever just by doing nothing and sitting around? Did that work? It's only been, like, five days. And honestly, like... I can feel, like, a difference for sure, but uh, uh, it's not, like, super visible or anything.
1: Um, Do you anticipate any side effects to doing this?
3: I mean, I've read about some, you know, you can, you know, uh, can, you know, your your, your balls can get small, you can, you know, like, have a... you know, get angry or whatever, but, uh, you know, I, I haven't noticed anything. Hmm.
1: How long do you intend to do this for? 30 days. Why did you pick 30 days?
3: I looked online. I guess some people do it for a while and then they stop. Like if you just do this all the time, it can be really fucked up. So, uh, I'm just
1: going to
3: give it a little shot.
1: Okay. Do you are you afraid of anything that might happen to your body as a result of this test?
3: I'm not too afraid. I was just kind of wondering if you or a chat knew of like anything else because I'm not too scared. But like shit, like it's kind of weird. You
1: <laughs> ask. You're, asking, you're <laughs> asking me, a gecko on the internet, if I know about any <laughs> health negative health effects that might come as a result of you taking steroids for no I'm, fucking I'm reason. Not
3: sh- yeah, and fair enough. I'm not shooting like I, you know, that's like I draw a hard line there, but like, you know. Okay, they're what are you like doing? Mild mild uh mild uh oral steroids.
1: Okay. Um yeah. Pro- I mean, pro- I, I mean, if you asked me my professional opinion, I would say that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. To do that? All right. All um I mean, yeah, though this is uh this might be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh,
3: fuck, I just spit out my drink. That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. This might be one of the stupid... And I, and you know me. I've heard a lot of stupid things, and this is up there. This is yeah. one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Why are you doing this? It said... You texted me. No, 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 no. Hold on. Don't even ask me that. You You texted yeah, yeah. me. You said, I started taking steroids because I thought it would be funny.
3: I mean, I just like you know what happens if you do nothing. You just keep like you know being kind of a piece of shit and like eating whatever. And like, would it make an effect? Like, would it have a difference? I don't know. Let's find this out. is
1: so dumb. Okay, this is the dumbest thing ever. It, so you're just trying to get it. You're trying to get in shape. You're trying to change your body. Trying to lose weight and get in shape.
3: Just to see if it would make an effect. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, but well, it's going to make an effect. It's going to make your dick smaller. It's going to make you irritable. <laughs> It's gonna be bad. Why don't you just, why don't you fucking just eat some lettuce and go to the gym instead of taking steroids you know, for no reason? It's,
3: that's probably a much better idea. Fair enough.
1: Don't do the thirty days. Are you gonna do the thirty days?
3: You got me second guessing it.
1: Okay, good. So I'm glad that I've achieved the effect for you. Yeah. Um. Oh God! What is that? Uh, Jesus Christ! Uh, you know what? Do it! I, I do it. Why not? See what happens. Be a human guinea pig. Oh,
3: you know what? All right. You know you got me there. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get. No, I'm
1: <laughs> Okay. Good. Jesus Christ! Uh, what, what's your... John? John. Um. Oh man. Uh, where do you even where do you even get these steroids from?
3: Oh, you know, you, the chat knows where to get, to whatever, you, you name it, you know where it's at.
1: Well, John, um, okay, if this phone call has resulted in you not doing this, I'm I'm happy uh, that we that we did it.
3: Excellent. Well, it, it very well may.
1: Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? I love you, Lyle. I love you, too. And I don't say that very often because it feels weird but i'll say it to you if it'll get you to stop doing the stupidest thing i've ever heard of anyone doing
3: i'm glad that I've, i've uh reached some kind of peak for you
1: take care man
0: you too